sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. You have landed on T-Sports Radio in the house right now. We've got Alex Ramirez, Dr. Amy Salzman, Dominique Hackett, our producer Richard Dugan, a lot more are going to be joining us in the next five, six minutes. Um, what I want to do is, Alex, I love what you're launching here. Talk about it. I love the whole, what What, what did we call it? What did we end up calling it after? Uh, we called it walk, walk With Me. Walk With Me! Talk to me. What is that about? So, I mean, it's just all about promoting daily walking. Obviously, we know that it does so much for our body getting outside and moving around, you know, from helping your sleep cycle to relieving stress to loosening up your hips and lower back. And of course, you know, you're moving and, you know, generating some movement also burns calories. So it's helpful to walk daily. So that's the whole point. Walk, send me a five second clip. I'll send you a 20 minute video. Uh, body weight, core workout, all levels, super easy to do. And uh, that was the gist of it. Just kind of keeping it simple and basic, forcing people to get outside. I think it's and really while we're on it, 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 walking and being outside and moving your body is good for not only your body and your heart, but also your brain and changing your brain chemistry and getting some endorphins going. So, uh, We'll just add that to the pluses. Uh, you know what I like about it, absolutely. especially since we have like the shutdown, because I could see it still affected people emotionally and conscientiously. And we still need to be raising money for our causes. Right. So instead of being in a big group, which might, you know, if someone's coughing next to me and I was, you know, still traumatized from the whole thing. This is a great way for people to tag along individually get maybe 15, 20 sponsors, do a walk, do the five miles, right? I think this is a great way to raise money for our kids. And you could do it individually and do the tag. And look, you got Alex Ramirez. Alex Ramirez is going to send you a gift. I love it. So if any moms wanted to, yeah, walk with me. If, If any moms out there wanted to do a little fundraiser, I mean, this is the way to do it, I think, because I can't see right now 500 women wanting to get together, you know, and walking together, not yet, or men or kids or whatever. I just think, and we still need to keep that uh, charitable engine rolling, right? I think, brilliant, Alex. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dr. I think think the easiest thing, I think the easiest thing, instead of trying to focus on a big group, is just find a walking buddy. Just keep it simple. Yeah. Someone to walk with, and you know, to to play on on that mental health part of it. Amy is, uh, you know, doing it at lunchtime in the middle of your workday, so you get that mental break, and you come back to the second half of your job somewhat refreshed with a fresh perspective or a new perspective. You know, you're able to kind of calm down from the morning. So uh, midday walks with a with a work buddy, easiest thing to do. Nice, I love it. All right. And then so and you still get then you both if you, if they both sent a five second clip, that's for everybody, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah if they're, if they're together and there's two of them. Sure. Why not? The more the Alex, better. you, you want to give your information where to send it. The easiest thing is on social media, Instagram. You can find me at Alex Fit for Life 805 or you can find me on on Facebook. And that's just straight up Fit for Life 805. 
no problems there. It's, you know, you type it in, you can find it on Instagram and, and, and Facebook pretty quick. You know, I've got to say it was really inspiring. I had a biomat on me. I was really snuggled. It was kind of in the afternoon. And then I, you know, you're in my feed. So, you know, you were walking in the afternoon. Now, listen, I didn't get up and walk. Okay. But I was thinking about it. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking about it. But I just, you know, it was raining out. Who who walks in the rain? I didn't want to have the biomat on. I got new little snuggly socks. But for me to even think about doing it, that was that was motivation right there. So anyway, in house, we've got all the kids lined up. Let's go right to Santa Barbara High School. Don's Romy Davies, talk to me. Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's Aspidon Sports Recap. In track and field news, our team had two event champions at Saturday's Don Green Invitational Meet at Moore Park High. Annie Connect won the 800 meters in a personal best time and anchored the girls' 4x400 relay to third place and a season best time. Davis Flanagan won the boys' long jump at 21-2 and was second in the triple jump. Don Green Invite is held at the same facility that hosts the CIF Divisional Finals and Masters Meet. In volleyball news, our boys team tied for fifth place in 32-team Best of the West Invitational Volleyball Tournament over the weekend at Poway High School after sweeping pool play Friday and going 1-2 in Saturday's draw. Starting off by beating Westview, Tessero, and Servite, the boys continued the momentum Saturday opening with a 25-18 and then 25-17 sweep of Lulana of Honolulu. Standout players for the tournament were Mikey Denver in the middle, opposite hitter Will Harmon, and Ford Harmon. In baseball news, the boys' baseball team, for the second game in a row, rallied in the seventh inning to beat Ventura in a Channel League rain makeup game on Saturday in Ventura. The boys are now 2-0 in league play and 4-4 overall. Zane Lee Pollock hit two doubles and drove in three runs to pace the boys' offense. Kai Malt went 3-4 and Dane Dawson reached base three times and stole two bases. Coach Steve Shuck mentioned that it was another gritty win for the boys. That's it for this week's Espeon's Recap, and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. All right, shooting northbound on the 101, Dos Pueblos High School Chargers. We've got Valeria in the house. Valeria. Thanks, Erica, and hey, everyone. I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, back with this week's Charger Recap. Starting off with boys tennis. They played against Ventura this week, and their final score was 15-3, the Chargers taking the win. They went 9-0 in doubles and 6-3 in singles. Then girls beach volleyball played against Santa Inez. The Chargers won the game with a final score of 4-0. All four doubles teams won two sets. Boys golf competed in the Spanish Hills Invitational. They had two teams of three and they both placed high in the competition. Team one that consisted of Teddy Vinya, Scott Nightingale, and Denver Douglas got second place out of 26 teams. Moving on to boys volleyball, they had their first league game against Calabasas. The final score was 3-1, the Chargers taking the win. Junior Micah Goss made 13 kills and 5 aces, while senior Grant Hughes made 29 assists and 3 aces. Then going back to boys golf, they had their season opener against Oaks Christian. Unfortunately, they did not win as the final score was 405-363. to Then girls volleyball played against Buena High School. The final score was 4-1, the Chargers taking the win. Boys volleyball also won their game against Ventura. The final score was 3-0. And finally, boys lacrosse. They played against Royal High School. The final score was 8-0, the Chargers taking the win. 
And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria Tiburcio Romo, and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you, Valeria. Your uncle is not in the house yet, okay? <laughs> Anthony Rodriguez, though, okay? He loves you. I mean, the, the it, you know what they say? The apple don't fall far from the tree? Definitely. It's, like, it's in your whole DNA line. Let me tell you, I'm really proud of you. You've got a living in broadcasting if you want it. All right, we got another guy in the house. Cardinals, Bishop Diego High School, Sean Walters, another bright star. Sean Sr., talk to me. Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School Sr. Sean Walters signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School Sports Recap. Starting this week's week recap off strong with girls basketball, the girls traveled about five and a half hours all the way to Blythe last Tuesday and came back with a 53-40 win over Palo Verde High School in the first round of the state regional tournament. Unfortunately though, after this win, their impressive season came to an end two days later on Thursday in the state regional quarterfinals with a one-point loss to South Hills. Lily Simlon had an impressive 12 points in both Sienna Rizua and Galilanda de la Cruz had 11. Congrats once again on a great season, girls. In our boys' volleyball world, the boys lost a tough five-set match at home on Tuesday against Foothill Tech. Even though they lost, star senior Braylon Caters balled out with 22 kills. They bounced back on Thursday, though, with a big home win against San Inez. Braylon Caters led the way once again with 12 kills, and stud freshman John Michael Flint added five. Our Cardinals baseball team sadly lost 6-2 on the road against Cabrillo High School after a long break in games due to the weather. Senior Caden Grone had one RBI and scored one run. Pedro Nunegre had one RBI and Isaac Veal scored the remaining run. Great try though guys. Well everyone, that's all I've got for your Bishop Sports Recap. Thank you so much for listening and please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walter signing off. All right, Sean, thank you so much. All right, not to be that dumb, we've got the dynamic duo Royal, San Marcos High School, Ambrose Parti and Sammy Schaefer. Thanks, Erica. It's Sammy and Ambrose here with your weekly sports update. Starting off with volleyball, our boys swept Valencia in their season opener, beating them 25 to 19, 25 to 16, and 25 to eight. And last Tuesday, they played Oak Park, losing the first set 23 to 25 and winning the rest of the sets 25 to 17, 25 to 15, and 25 to 22. The Royals were effective in the middle with senior Cal Foley and junior Landon Sheffy, who was making his first varsity start. Mason Rice, a transfer from the Dons, played his first match with the Royals. Coach Coot said, Mason's older brother and his dad played for us at San Marcos and he has been a solid addition to our team. Great work, boys. Now moving on to lacrosse, our girls beat Simi Valley 11-10 in a non-league game last Wednesday night. Simi Valley came to Workington Stadium having outscored its opponents 43-1 in two wins. The Royals were led by the Springer sisters, Casey and Jamie, who combined for six goals and three assists. Each sister scored three goals and Casey added two assists. Now moving on to tennis, our boys beat rivals Santa Barbara 11-1 in a Channel League match last Tuesday at home. The Royals won all six single sets played. Number one player Matthew Chung prevailed by scores of 6-1 and 6-0. Jed Greenwald and Carter Cottage each lost three games in their two wins. In doubles, the senior team Charlie Friedman and Nathan Schaefer swept Santa Barbara's number one and three doubles without losing a single game. Great job, boys! Now moving on to boys golf, the trio of Leo, Shans, and Jeffrey won the Spanish Hills Invitational, a three-person golf team competition in Camarillo last Monday. Even with the soggy course, Leo had the second lowest individual score with a one under par 70. 
And Sham shot a 74 and Jeffrey shot an 80, giving the trio a team score of 224. They won by seven shots over Dos Pueblos. That's what we have for you this week. Back to you, Erica. All right, thank you guys. Listen, we got a terrific show today. Stay tuned. I want to give a little bit of love to Eternity Ready Radio. They are uh, putting us out there now every single day, nine o'clock central time. Check them out. You'll love it. It's a beautiful Christian broadcasting. Also have Eternity Ready Radio TV as well. All right. Thank you all. We'll be back with Huga after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And I love to have a hooga moment. Hooga! <laughs> has to do with all those cozy, relaxing things that we do. It's kind of a lifestyle and a mindset where we allow in our life for a chance to relax and rejuvenate so we can better do better with our studies do better on our team sports and all the activities that we're involved in and um when i was looking at for a huga story i found a very interesting definition for huga and i learned a new word uh some people describe huga as comfortable conviviality what is that word conviviality so conviviality Okay. Yeah, it's Christine. Christine Marie probably knows what conviviality means. <laughs> conviviality. I think of it as a little more vivacious, right? Yeah, with with, like with life. Conviviality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Alive. Conviviality has to do with the ability of us as individuals to interact creatively and autonomously. That means we're self-starting. When we interact with people in social environments and we create, we're like self-directed, but we're also social at the same time. So I like that. Huga, creating Huga moments is creating comfortable conviviality. Well, anyway, a lot of times when you think about Huga, you think about candles burning. That's the quickest way to create a body sensation of what does Huga mean? Just imagine a room full of candles. And so I thought I'd share a little bit about candle science. There was actually uh, a paper, scientific paper delivered in 1860 by Michael Faraday on the science of burning candles. And what we learned when we look at what's happening with candles is that the wax is made up of hydrogen and carbon molecules. And so what's happening when we light the wick, the wax is literally becoming a liquid and then it literally becomes a gas. And as it becomes a gas, it's releasing the hydrogen and carbon. You know what's emitted that I had no idea? So we have light and we have heat, but we also uh, get water emitted because it's a mixture of oxygen, hydrogen, and carbon. So water gets released and also uh, CO2. So there's fascinating physical elements and then there's 
things that we can't see that happen when we light a candle. And a lot of times when we're trying to encourage teens to, you know, develop character and so forth, we talk about being the light, right? And so when we think of ourselves as being the light for something, we can know that there are things that people can see by what we say and what we do. And then there are unseen things where we're having an effect on people. So the other element about a candle, the, literally the light is relaxing to our body. So science has looked at candles. There's something uh, very relaxing when our eyes are looking at the candle. A lot of times people will start meditation with a burning candle and just relaxing and looking at a candle. So I wanted to encourage teens, if you've had a really stressed out day and you have a safe environment where you can light a candle and just relax for a few minutes and just watch the flame, that is actually triggering a whole lot of body sensations that are going to help you de-stress. And so I really want to encourage safe candle viewing and um, encourage anytime we can look at the science of our life and then relate it to our development as people and character. It improves our studies at school and it improves our ability to interact with our, our fellow friends on our team sports. You know, I, I love that, D, because you know what I always want for Christmas from my kids, whatever, because, you know, at, at a certain time, you're like, I have enough. I'm trying to give stuff away. But candles is my go-to as long as it's not vanilla. I have this vanilla thing. Christine knows that. Do not get me a vanilla can. Not that I would be not so appreciative to it, but I have this thing about vanilla. Anyway, um, we one of our co-hosts, as we all know, lost her son, 2-22-22. So she just asked us all to burn a candle for her, you know, to as as far as part of the one year anniversary. Yeah. yeah, honoring of her day one year. And I remember doing it. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I wasn't really paying attention to the candle where I'd put it. And I had lit it all day. And I was up like at, you know, 11, exactly. It was 11.22 at night. And I was looking at it. It was the trippiest thing. I'm not sure this is like, Okay, candle only like goes this high, right? Maybe about two, three inches. And I was staring at it and I was really, you know, thinking about her and I was getting sad and the whole thing. And I was really into it. And I swear on my kids, the candle flame was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, okay, I'm hallucinating right now. <laughs> There's no way, right? So I actually get up. And I go towards the can and I'm like taking my finger through it because it now it's like six and a half, seven inches. I'm like, that just can't happen, you know, because the wick is so tiny. I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like, I'm going to put water on my face or whatever. So I thought the whole thing was like really kind of trippy. But yes, candles, find whatever, you know, is your go to thing. But candles is mine. And I love candles. I light them all the time. Dominique. Well, they, they actually burn candle in space. NASA has uh, in 1990 studied burning candles in space. Do you know what happens to the flame in space? Uh, I don't know. It That's doesn't. very interesting. It doesn't it go up. It creates a sphere. So another, another, oh, cool. instead of it being up and down, it burns in a circle. Huh. And the part of that is because uh, the candle is hottest at the bottom and then it's coolest at the top. So you've got cool air going up. And so that's what creates the, the flame going up. Um, so it has to do with uh, being in the presence of gravity and right. the air molecules moving. But um, Dr. Amy, I, um, I don't know if you've studied any of the science in regards to circles, but there's something really relaxing about not having sharp edges when you're trying to de-stress. When you're practicing mindful meditation with people, do you ever like talk about their environment and, and about how, you know, round seems to be more relaxing 
Well, it's funny because I ha I definitely haven't studied the science, but I am a person who personally likes, I don't think this is a proper term, but like round lines or round edges. So if I have a choice in choosing a chair or a couch or a frame or something, I tend to go for the round. And in terms of talking to people about their environment, I think each person can bring awareness to their environment and what they find comforting, pleasing, and soothing. Nice. Well, Alex, you know, in, when you come back around and you're like a starfighter with me, like we could just like make these <laughs> micro candles. <laughs> I burn, I burn candles all the time. It, it's, it's I, I love candles. I love candles. Actually, I picked it up from my mom. My mom would always do it and she would do it when she would clean and she would light all the candles and she would do it as she and it was almost like a therapeutic thing for her. She would put music on, get the candles going, open up the house and just clean away and cook. And and then the fragrance of it, you know, the look, the fragrance, the smell. I mean, I don't know. It's just something about you like candles. the vanilla, so Alex. Do you like oh the vanilla God. ones? Do you like the vanilla ones? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. Actually, my my favorite uh, smell tends to be like something like along the lines of like a lavender or eucalyptus. Uh, um, yeah, okay. not not I, something like so sweet like vanilla. I just I have know. to say that I don't mean to interrupt you, Alex. Okay. Were you finished? Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, um, I just have to say I just got a fabulous calendar. I mean. Um, candle for my birthday that's specifically for my birthday it's astrologically and even has scents for my birthday february 3rd and then so this one is lavender neroli and oh i forget what the other one was but um cinnamon. Uh, maybe you you know we have to do your birthday and find out what it is because they, they they there's a company out there that sends candles really? out with specific scents just for you based uh. upon your birthday it's kind of neat we, I want to get that link because I want to see. I bet you there's no vanilla in it. I'm not not in mine, but I bet you there are other. Oh, in yours, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you know vanilla, like vanilla ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not like vanilla ice cream? No. <laughs> wow. boy i'm glad that we became friends after i gave up my vanilla lotion i used to wear vanilla lotion all the time and i always smelled like vanilla now i know <laughs> we probably no. wouldn't be friends <laughs> yes we would from a distance <laughs> from a so distance. one of the fastest way to create a really relaxing environment you want to shift from the stressful day light a candle mm, there you go beautiful Hot stuff. Listen, are we gonna, we've got Alex Ramirez, Christine, Aunt Marie, and Dr. Amy Saucman. They're going to be sharing right after these messages. Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Oh, 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 oh. I never see anybody do the things you do before. They say, move for me, move for me, move for me. Move for me, move for me, move for me, hey, hey. And when you're done, 
Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hey guys, welcome to Teen Sports Radio. This is Alex with Fit for Life 805. And today, being uh, a very kind of random day, I just want to say really thank you to this panel, to Erica. Uh, she inspired me yesterday. She gave me a little push, you know, and, and uh, I was kind of in a weird phase where. I was static with with some ideas on how to great gain traction and, and start to build back up again and build my clientele. And, and Erica reached out to me and she's like, you should do this. You should do that. Make it happen. I mean, she didn't even there wasn't an option. She's just like, make it happen. Do it. Do it for yourself. Yeah. And I did. And then all of a sudden now, it just a flood of ideas came through. It was just like a door that opened. And I want to say thank you. Uh, cause it kind of got the ball rolling again. You know, there's so many things on social media and it's like always the same stuff. And I don't like putting out that same kind of content. I like offering different things. So the walking challenge or the want to walk with me was, was great. And, uh, I just want to say thank you, Erica. And I always look forward to these conversations, um, on the show. So thank you. Well, Alex, thank you. The thing is, I'm driving. Um, I'm actually a passenger a lot of times in a car, and I'm sitting there, and something just hits me out of like left field. And I know, I know you a long time. Yeah, I just know you so long that you wouldn't think that I'm barreling over you ever because it could be a random, and that's exactly how it was. And I just had an idea, and I shot it out. If it sticks, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. So, but I, I so appreciate you and the value that you have been to both of my boys' life. And it is so hard when you're a single mom to find the right men that they can look up to. And John still talks about you. Okay. Oh, so, really? yes, really. Cool. Finding the right mentor is really important. That's yeah. So cool. when you find those right that. people, yeah, my kids were like seven and 10. You know, and like one of the first kids to be with Superior Fitness and with you and Dustin Aniano. And I was so thankful that, you know, I mean, their dad is great. OK, but, you know, he he's in San Diego. So, like, I had to figure stuff out and I didn't do it in a micro way because I knew you. I felt it, the vibration, the love and everything that you have for kids. And it was a fit. So anything that I could do in your life. And that that I feel, I mean, we, we're connected. That's all it is. That's all what this show is, is to connect. And that's what I, I want to teach. The, yeah. And, and that's what I want to teach the next generation. Dominique. I Just real quick. I was told when Thank I was you. a teen to keep a little notebook and a, and a pencil in my pocket all the time. Because you always get these inspiration moments. And uh, a little notebook and a, and a pencil or a pen is even faster than an iPhone for jotting down those inspirations. So I just want to encourage teens, if you've never heard that practice, it's a great practice. All right, listen, Alex has got to go. We've got a lot of shows, stay here. We'll be back with more after these messages.
this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. And um, I hear that Erica's got cards and she's going to pick some. So go for it, Erica. You know what I want to do? I want to just go to Dr. Amy. And okay. I said, Dr. Amy, I'm feeling that you want a card. And I'm gonna, I've got this deck of card right here. Okay, I'm going to roll them out so you can see. All right, where do you want me to pull one from? The, the beginning, the middle, or the end? From your right. My right, okay. How far in? A third, 20%. Give me a visual. 20% sounds good. 20%. That's about right here. Ready? Here we go. Boom. It's we pull the Knight of Wands. The Knight of Wands. Oh, I can't see. Well, I don't need to see. I'm, I'm seeing my own Knight of Wands from my okay. deck. <laughs> That's it. the one I'm reading. I don't care what deck you're holding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Knight of Wands is um, knights are mastering their elements. To uh, I actually I call him the Prince of Wands. Actually, is uh, mastering his element in order to become the King of Wands. So, um, in my deck, he he's got a chariot that's being pulled by. Uh, a lion and it means that he's following his heart and he's moving forward with courage and so it would and, and the you know the the king of wands is like your spiritual superpower i call that um so it's like you are you're moving forward with courage in search of you know really what you know wands are fire and their spirit and it's but it's actually spirit incarnating into the body it's how we use our spirit and move it through our life in our bodies and so the prince of wands the knight of wands is really integrating that and moving forward in a powerful way. That's what I would say. How does that feel? Does that resonate, Dr. Amy? That sounds awesome. <laughs> That's right on. I think, look at her light up like a candle. Are you lighting a candle? <laughs> this little light of mine. <laughs> I love it. Nice. And wands are torches too, right? Which are candles, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, this is good. This is so really part of the great. reason why we bring up uh, Tro is that uh, we encourage any kind of practice that uh, encourages our intuitive mind to help us be in our body and be more authentic in the moment, in the now, in whatever it is that we're dealing with in life. Yeah, right. and when I when I read tarot, I know a lot of people have a little discomfort with tarot because sometimes people can use other people can use it for certain things. But I really use it for the the um, the mythology and the symbols and the what is the other word the archetypes. Um, and these are cards have been around for many many years and have been used by many many people. Um, and they're even and in, in some cases it can be said that they're related to the Torah. You know, which is the you know the the Bible, <laughs> so the Torah and the Tarot. So it's a very you know the, the the it's it's ancient information that's been around for a long long time. And just like anything else, you know, I, I use it for good. I use everything in my life for good <laughs> to bring light, more light, and more candles. <laughs> and part of the reason why I do storytelling is because yeah, archetypal stories are found in every culture and yeah. every people all throughout the world. I and mean, that was part of what. Joseph Campbell 
uh, did all of his plays on about how we have uh, archetypal stories. That- a, a hero, hero with a thousand faces. And what I think is very interesting about modern tarot decks is there are modern. Ta- I have a Japanese tarot deck and Native American tarot deck. I have ones from South America. I have one. People are always giving me tarot decks from all over. I have a, you know, there's uh, there's a biblical tarot. I think there's a there's a tarot deck where, you know, the tower is 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 is, is um, shows um, Jesus breaking open a tower and releasing the people from from slavery right so there's all these different types of decks that are so powerful and and the images the stories and i have different stories with every one of my cards that aren't the same stories that other people have with their cards so it's very it can be very personal but it also can be very general right because they do apply to every sometimes i'll you know i can read some tarot cards and they'll say well this applies to everybody and i'll say yes it does apply to everybody but not everybody picked these cards in the way that you've picked them and 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 not and i don't tell this story with all these cards this one's coming to me i'm going to share it with you right and it's very fascinating awesome listen we we've got a lot of show left but i did we've got a lot of new stuff that we could go over whatever but there was one thing that i did find kind of fascinating Alex had to leave, but we have Dr. Amy in the house. Um, The survey just came out that 80% of our kids, 18 to 24, couldn't even pass a military fitness test. So let's get to that and more right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman, and you're back with Teen Sports Radio. You can find me at stillquietplace.com and spotaspider.com. And I was just going to pick up on what Erica said before the break about kids not passing their fitness tests in schools. and while we were on break, we were talking about a couple different things. So, um, first of all, I'm not sure that the old school type of fitness test is the ideal, um, most healthy way to be, uh, teaching our kids to exercise. And I think that we've learned a lot since those fitness tests were first implemented. So, You know, I'd love people to be getting, and it's too bad Alex isn't here. Maybe you can talk about it next time, but getting some good cardio, getting some good core work, getting some strength and conditioning to strengthen your muscles and your bones, which also improves your balance and some flexibility and finding a way to do all those things with joy. I think that would be um, the ideal school workout so uh when i'm queen for a day that's how i'll do it but um you know definitely having kids 
moving their bodies and moving their bodies with joy is optimal because otherwise they'll do it because they have to in school, but they won't, it won't become a lifelong habit. And that's what we really want is for them to develop the habits of moving their bodies um, and enjoying moving their bodies uh, so that they do it throughout their lifespan. I think, and I don't know, I haven't walked around. Uh, my kids are also 28 and 31, but I, I was always thinking, you look at their programs, wrestling, football. I mean, I've been into the, the new uh, weight room at Bishop, and I just think you should expand on that. And then when you have your free periods, you, you have an option. You go to the library or you go work out. So you should make like a core, a, a fitness center, you know, put all the machines in there. Okay. And if kids wanted to take a break, they got their 15 minutes or whatever, and that super encouraged them to do that. You get in trouble instead of going to weekend school, they have to put in as many hours instead of playing on the computer, or whatever like that, and just push time. Or, and if you don't want to do that, then walk around the, the track, right? We just got to make that part of education and, and to encourage it. So you have a place to go. And it would be good. Like Dominique and I always said, schools are there and they're lit up for safety and protection anyway. I mean, we need to have more things at the school. And I think that would that would help community as well. Dominique. Well, I learned when I was a, becoming a health coach about the ecology of motion and that you kind of you look at your life. And you try to fit motion in. I think that's what Dr. Amy is focused on, is that it's not necessarily how many sit-ups or push-ups that you're doing, but that you are um, getting the walking in, getting the dancing in, getting, you know, playing ping pong with your siblings and friends or, you know, any kind of motion thing, that that's what's healthy for the body is that you have joy and you're in motion. And I know Richard Ellsworth used to talk about what kind of play did we do as kids? We were bouncing all over things and they, they call it like primitive movement kind of things. That's really healthy for the body as well as uh, when you're running to do, what do you get, Dr. Amy, where you do, you run fast interval or you go really fast and then you rest and then you go really fast and you rest. Those kind of trainings, it's fascinating what science is figuring out is healthy for our bodies. Right. Well, like, well, and I would, I would, if it was up to me, people would do some good solid cardio. Because again, when we were talking about it at the beginning with Alex about the walking, um, good for the body, good for the heart, good for the brain, like, I'd like to see people do that as well. But it doesn't mean that you have to run a marathon. So what, what is it? Is it like 10,000 steps a day, 20,000 steps? I mean, for an average, I would like to know the average high school uh person if we get athlete just our teens how many steps they getting a day i think we'd be shocked yeah and i don't know but i'd like to see a bare minimum of cardio with an with an elevated heart rate because that is it does as we were talking about before it clears your brain it gives you some endorphins it's good for your heart um for kids with um, ADHD and attention issues, there's really good data to say that exercise is, um, is beneficial for your focus. So 
Well, uh, it's something else I learned when I was a teen. I was for a test. Um, it's called, it's something, it's cross, where you, your left hand touches your, your right foot, and then you- Cross move. hemisphere. Yes. Cross hemisphere. And so I would do a couple of those cross hemispheres, even if it was something super simple at my desk. And um, I always felt like it did better on my exams. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I don't know. I guess I need to research exactly what's going on in schools. If the kids are still tested, are they just using the resource of extracurricular sports after school as the filler? But what about all, because not 100% participate in sports. So what about the remainder of the kids um, that, that for, for economic reasons don't have money for a gym? Uh, it would be nice if if schools could offer those services so those kids can get that activity in there while they're gone to school. Because as Dr. Amy and I think we all agree that I think it's good for the mind and it would be help them um, learn. I think it's good for learning, right? Keeping physical and keeping active is good for learning. So we have, we have physical activity. There's also music. Music is really important for how we're able to learn and, and uh even in it's so interesting with all the teen sports that I played. If we played really hyper fun, good beat music before a game or before a, a meet or something, we we all did better. Uh, you know, I went uh, for those who know I graduated from Westmont, and I can't speak what other schools do. But when I when I went to Long Beach State first, then in Westmont, one thing I always treasure about Westmont is every single class that I took at Westmont, there was always the beginning, the introduction to the class was either meditation, uh, a, a song, a spiritual song that we sang, depending upon whatever the teacher was into. But it was always that it was a kickstart to the lecture or the class. And it was, it really helped me because you're running from class to class. I mean, you're not centered, you're not. And, and it was not that long. It was like maybe 10 minutes max where everybody got to get grounded, get centered, and then we began. And I always really appreciated that. If I was ever a teacher, we got a couple of minutes left, I would really um, do that with my students. And it, it's not making you pray. It's in, um, <coughs> well, And, you, and like you can switch it up, right? You can do a meditation one day and singing one right. day and, a, and like an active game the next day. And right. you can... Yeah. Once the kids get into it, too, then you can let the kids lead. Right. And um, that gives them ownership and it really expands what's offered. I mean, as and long as you give yeah. some parameters for appropriateness. And, uh, and yeah, and I would say integrating the body is a really important part of learning. Some people are physical learners. And as a Waldorf teacher, we were trained to integrate those things. You know, when they're teaching math, they might be playing um, throwing games, one, two, four, six, eight, you know, different kinds of things like that that were always integrated and that the body, the beginning of a lot of classes was moving the body and maybe even saying poems or singing songs or, you know, I did that as a kindergarten teacher. I was integrating things all the time. We were in our bodies, but the whole point in kindergarten was for children to get in big home we're always going to have during this lifetime right it's this body i love it beautiful excellent all right uh dr amy how can we get a hold of you christine how do we get a hold of you 
So I'll go for first, um, stillquietplace.com and spotaspider.com for me. Um, you can just call me 805-350-2705. I start websites and then I don't finish them. And you can also find me on Facebook. I have a view from the deck, um, a view from the deck on Facebook and also like Christine Tandega Marie, but just find me on a view from the deck. That's good. And you also do uh, Hotel California on the full moon? On the full moon. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I think I believe it's going to be Tuesday. Oh, it's it's going to be this. It's tonight, Tuesday, <laughs> March 7th. <laughs> I am going to be there tonight at the full moon reading. Um, and so come on in. You can come by the Hotel California down on Lower State Street. I'm also at um, Paradise Found Bookstore the third Sunday of every month here in Santa Barbara. And um, love both of those venues. They're really a joy to be at. Do you have to call and make an appointment, Christine, or do you just walk in? Um, with Paradise Found, um, it's good to call and make an appointment, but you can just walk in. And then uh, Hotel California, it's totally walk-in. Come in early. I'm there from 5 to 7.30. Come in around 5 and we can get a good reading in. <laughs> and she rocks, so do it! Just be, keep smiles on your face this week. That's all I could do. And stay dry. All right. God bless you all. See you next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a pusher with no brakes I'm invincible Yeah, I win every single